Opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to Cool Jazz Favorites. Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to Easy Listening Jazz Favorites. Okay. Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to KUCI Irvine 88.9. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You are now listening to Our Digital Future every Thursday, 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. And I want to thank Hypocrites Now with Medicine and Fitness, The Forefront, Nathan Tang's 8 to 8.30 a.m. Great show. Great. Let's be healthy, everyone. And then now we're going to discuss um, things about librarians in the world and the digital future of our information spaces. And our special guest today is Pauline Lay. She's on the line. How's it going this morning? Oh, it's all right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you because you are very... Um, much a part of Pear Space, and that's in Los Angeles. It's a very nice um, nonprofit, which um, I link to your website. Everybody can go to pearspace.org. It's an all ages, not for profit art space serving local and touring artists and musicians. And you got into this, I believe it was in 2000, like 12 years ago, there was um, internships people were doing, and that was um, in Los, downtown L.A. off Glendale, and then it was more like a record label, which is very oh. exciting. Yeah, it, uh, it started out as a record label, um, a pair label in downtown, and then they switched offices and they bought the... Uh, since it was a big space, they thought it would be a good idea to uh, have some art gallery shows and maybe throw some shows with friends. And, and uh, that's what happened. <laughs> so you've been um, booking a lot of the Friday nights and doing sound and a lot of other nights. And how many years do you think now that's been a major part of your, your daily well, activities? I said uh, helping out a little bit more in 2007. I actually started interning at Paralegal, I think in 2005 or 2006. So it wasn't that long ago. Um, and it just happens, you know, when people come and go, uh, whoever stays, and uh, take some more responsibilities. That's exciting that you can run a, a non-profit space and you get to serve the arts and the musics. How's that? Um, who's been coming through that you'd want to share with everyone? I'll be, I'll be playing it. Yeah, who's been playing this? I think you guys get pretty good, great shows. Oh, yeah. Um, let me bring up our calendar. I know, t- totally rad played, <laughs> but that's a different night. So you're doing... Um, Oh yeah, totally rad. Played a little while back, and then she reunited for a minute. We have a night called Sean Carnage Mondays at where he books the uh, yeah, on his night. 
How long do you see yourself staying at Paris Space? Is this something you just feel strongly about helping for a long while since it's really serving the community? You do a great service, I think, for the youth and the artists that don't have another uh, gateway to providing a venue for shows. Um, I can see myself doing as long as, um, as, long as it works. And uh, it's, it's working pretty well right now, and we're making all this, this is pretty Our main problem is teaching volunteers, those people. They look at busy, and they have school, or jobs, or they move. It's Los Angeles. It's really hard to be the living. Uh, you have to spend a lot of time for the top thing. So your your rent for your nonprofit space is just all by donations. Um, our rent is actually covered by a lot of it's covered by doing the practice there. So we don't um we don't need to rely on our shoes as much. Although all of our expenses are covered by the shoes. We still need to raise a good amount of money every month just to keep going. So is fundraising a part of your job? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can see that every show is a fundraiser, basically. And it still matters. And you're in a band, too, as well, correct? How's that going? Moses Campbell. Oh, I think it's going to be well. We play a lot of things. Um, I know you guys are playing The Smell. Is that this Friday? Oh, yeah, we're playing on Friday. It'll be fun. It'll be pretty fun. You've been in that a couple years now. I believe you played the Sunset Junction one year, a few couple years ago. Yeah, we played um, Sunset Junction a year before it, uh, it stopped. The year before last year. Um, and then I think that same year we played uh, the Silver Jubilee and uh, the Eagle Rock Music Festival and the Make Music Pasadena Festival. It was a pretty busy year. And that's another thing I want to mention is not only do you help run Paraspace, but you also, I know, helped with um, Sunset uh, Jubilee, Silver Lake Jubilee. Was that how you call it? Yeah. Um, I've, I've been helping out on the music committee, um, helping to curate the bands and, or, you know, get people to help get bands for the festival. And you were um, part of um, LA Zine Fest this year as well, do on the panel for the DIY art space, music space. Yeah, uh, we, asked, uh, we asked a few of us to help run a few of the spaces in Los Angeles. I have to speak about how to start and run and keep a DIY space going. So how do you keep a DIY space going? Uh, you have to spend a lot of time on it. Yeah, it kind of becomes a second job. You you have to um, be really resourceful. Um, and whenever somebody shows an interest, you just got to respond to them right away. <laughs> 
and uh, get help when you can. It's hard to do by yourself. Do you think of ever starting a, a for-profit organization in the future as a business or a way of uh, living? Uh, not anything that's similar to this uh, because there just isn't, it's not a sustainable uh, type of business really. I mean, it relies on on the interest of everybody, interest level of everybody to be at your space. And when it becomes for-for-profit, it changes um, how you how you book shows. It's not so much about like the spirit of the music or or people. It turns into like who can draw the most and who you know who's commercially appealing. And then you have to deal with people who are there just to. Um, I mean, if you if I don't know if you've noticed, but most venues nowadays, for-profit businesses have bars. And so that changes the whole dynamic of the crowd, too. Uh, it attracts a certain um, type of crowd that's maybe sometimes more interested in drinking than the band. That's true. Um, but if you look at DIY spaces, or spaces, people who show up are there. We don't serve any alcohol. Um, uh, the people who are there are there just for the music. And the so, art. Nice art. You have art because the for-profits don't necessarily, I don't ever see art, really. Um, well, some some places, I guess, I've been seeing uh, some spaces get some more art in, in restaurants of art. With your experience, I'm sure a for-profit would hire you as a booker and all that. Would you ever Would you ever consider that? There's a lot of great local venues in the area. Um, I'm not sure. It's a... Uh, because it's a lot of pressure when it becomes your job, your actual being a job with someone who's paying you to do something like that. Um, I'm not really sure because um, I actually work as a different person. <laughs> I have a different career, a job. And so, like, I remember um, there was the knitting factory. And then that's not there anymore. That was a great venue to go to. I was surprised that why would they close down? I know they had one in L.A. and New York. Uh, I think I heard that, <clears throat> that uh, the the space actually weren't, the owners of the building weren't to rent it out to someone else, uh, something that would attract more of a crowd. Because I think it was a really good space. I really liked it. Uh, and they treated the bands really well. I thought it was one of the few spaces in, in that area that, I actually cared about the band um, and paid really well. Uh, they just couldn't afford the rent anymore or something. And we had a lot of trouble with some of their nights. And they had their middle point nights. Uh, but it just to be too much. But actually, I think the same group opened up a space in North Hollywood. Um, what's it called? It's, uh, it's in the... Uh, it's up to say there's an old thing. And, uh, it's actually a restaurant and a venue and a nightclub or something. And I think it's fortunate where we live. It's a really great space for artists to come through. So I don't think it'd be as difficult um, as some cities and states for musicians to come and a crowd to show. Um. Well, that can go both ways. Like, there's so much going on in that, that kind of like, 
always have like a good uh, amount of like three people and, and I know you also um, have people that curate the art I know um, our friend Ghost Ghost Teeth has been doing that in the past how do you think um, the art helps your nonprofit? I know the artists make a profit uh, well the artists make a profit if they sell their art um, well it just creates a nice environment for the space otherwise it would just be a bunch of white walls um, and I think when when bands perform and, and when it changes, since it changes so often, and the band comes back, it just feels like a different space. I think that's the nice thing about the space, and a lot of art galleries and buildings are similar. Uh, every time you go, it's a different experience, and it depends on the people who were there or the art that's on the walls, and, and that's something that actually a lot of traditional venues um, or for-profit venues can't do is that, you know, they just have the same atmosphere all the time. It might be really nice, but every time you play, it'll be the same experience. That's true. That's what I like about Pear Space. And everyone can check out the calendar at pehrspace.org. And you, yeah, because you would think it would not be spelled P-E-H-R. <laughs> Everyone should realize. And it's an all-ages, non-for-profit art space serving local and touring artists and musicians. We're speaking with Pauline Lay. What's your um, official title? Do you have business cards? Oh, I don't have a title, title at all. Um, I just help out. I'm, I guess you can see I'm the manager. Wow. Uh, yeah. Paraspace Manager. Check out <laughs> Pauline Lay, paraspace.org. And it's a very interesting background for your undergrad. I like to talk about people's background and what got them to where they are now. You actually were studying physics at UCLA. Yeah. Which in okay. a way relates to music because of all the, the yeah. science, the physics of sound. Oh, yeah, the acoustics. Uh, well, right near the end of college, I joined the band, and then uh, I just got in that band, and I think, well, our, our friend Sarah started interning at Pear, too, and, I, and then I stopped by and just became friends with everyone, and uh, I just got more involved with the band, so uh, it just happened naturally, and I, uh, I really like organizing, so volunteering and you're no you're no stranger to kci you were here on zm radio with anchors for architects back in the 2003 almost yeah that was a long time ago one of your first uh, musical adventures i think it might have been one of my first few 
for shows. And that band. Congratulations. You've been um, playing the violin mostly in your musical groups. How do you how do you like that? You're also doing other things in other bands, though. Oh, I play violin in most everything that I play. Whoever I play with, I usually play the violin. Um, just because you know, every band has a bassist or a guitarist or another instrument, but uh, not usually a violin. They'd more and more, they're more violin, like they're more violinists in bands, but and still, I mean, the ratio of violinists to bands is is very uh, small uh, compared to a guitar or drums or bass with any other instrument. Yeah, Pauline was in Anchors for Architects, and then Divisadero, and now Moses Campbell. As well as others, those are the three main I remember since about 2003. So you're a musician, and you're the manager of a space that's nonprofit for musicians and artists, and you're based in Echo Park. Mm-hmm. But you're from Long Beach. Yeah. And you are a physics grad major from undergrad at UCLA but you did have a background in music through high school oh uh, yeah I was in all the orchestras doing all the music thing that kids do in high school middle school we, we played steel drums together steel drums that's what you need to include in your next band <laughs> well we had that in one of the bands uh, that was kind of fun. The steel drum is kind of a hard instrument to move around. Yeah, you on tour with. Long Beach Poly High. That's the high school I know Pauline Lay from, and it's great that you're continuing your work with the music and living in Los Angeles next to Echo, the Echo, basically. So, um, on your downtime, downtime from Paris space, do you find yourself going to a lot of other venues for shows? Uh, I used to go a lot more, um, but yeah, since the Echo is, the Echo Park is pretty small and everything is close together, it's pretty easy to just stop by if it's a free night and you know, just pop in and see new bands. Sometimes when I, when I do go out to see bands, I get to see something new that I like uh, that I haven't seen before, and then it just gives me ideas about shows at Paris. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of, uh, of uh, booking shows is to get new stuff in, right? Uh, or to get good bands, quality bands at the space. So you're looking for new bands at other venues as well as probably online? Because I, I know a lot of bands try to get their music played here at KCI. And they send in the albums and the music director has to review them and add them or not. But it's hard to get noticed, I feel and to draw a crowd, so it is hard to... You can't say yes to every band that wants to play Paris Space. No, um, there are a lot of bands. And as many venues as there are in town, there are like hundreds more bands. <laughs> so you probably go to the social networks and see if they have what kind of following they have and see if what kind of crowd, if any, will show. 
I don't actually pay attention to anything like that. I just sort of pay attention to what the music's like, and more, um, more importantly, how nice the people are. Um, that makes a really big difference since the space isn't that huge, and we don't have that many shows really uh, for months. Just a few, you know, like on the weekends or something. Um, it's important that every show is pleasant. And since we ask volunteers to help us and everything, it's important that the people who come through the space respect the space. And so, um, most likely, it helps if you're a nice person, really. Yeah, that's the manager speaking of Pear Space, Pauline Lay. So if you're <laughs> a nice band that wants to play a nice all-ages nonprofit art space in Los Angeles, um, then t- contact pearspace.org, P-E-H-R, Pearspace, and an artist. I like that there's space for artists. Yeah. Uh, we have a different curator. Did you have a mom your show? Ghost Ghost Teeth we had. Who else is curating these days? Uh, just, uh, just Ghost Ghost Teeth. I think uh, you can probably ask Sean Carnage to do an interview if you need. Yeah, he's on another um, public radio station as well that has had um, events at your space. I remember going to some. But Pear Space is a great space. Pauline Lay is the manager, and it's a nonprofit, all ages, serving local touring artists and musicians. Then you do have a Facebook as well and a Twitter. Do you find that that gets the word out to, um, how do you like the, how do you promote your shows? Uh, mostly online, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, we have a calendar, which is very useful. It shows all the, all the show, all the set times. Um, we also get listed in, in printed publications, so I find like people pay attention more to online stuff. It's a little bit easier. Um, our, our calendar is actually a Google calendar online, which you can import events to your Google calendar. Um, uh, I feel like the, um, the digital word is a little bit stronger than a printed word these days. And imagery, people respond uh, much more to, to an image than they do the word. You should start a pair space Instagram. That's a good idea, actually. Post a photo of the band and the art. Every day, every week. That's a lot of work. And it's all up to you. Or we can get a volunteer. Yeah. Um, if anyone wants to volunteer, that'd be great. They'd have to be at Pear Space a lot, though. Not, not necessarily. I mean, if you volunteer at the door for a show, I mean, you just, they're, you're there for the door, and you can hear the bands, you can meet the bands, meet the people. Um... It's really the people, the main people that help run the space that have to spend a lot of time. Um, the, a lot of the bands that practice at the space volunteer a lot of their time to make improvements because it's important to them to keep it going. It's their, it's their practice space. You know, they go in once a week, it's it turns into their home. Um, yeah, we don't ask for any more... Time that people are willing to give. 
And you don't have problems with your neighbors? I know you're in a, like a small shopping center, business center. Uh, we used to. Uh, when we first started, uh, we didn't have this well. It was just uh, an open space with, with a glass door. And then we decided to build a little wall surrounding the front door area. And so that helps us space a lot. And actually, if you walk, um, I guess, like, up to 10 feet away, or less than that, you can't hear anything really. It's really muffled. So we're very conscious of our neighbors, and we try to keep our, our crowd um, in our parking lot, which is enclosed, and so our neighbors can't really see um, people hanging out and smoking. I think the main thing is, the main thing about neighbors is that they, they don't like to see partying going on. You know, people hanging out and smoking, it's just very... Um, team, but you know you don't want to you don't want to see a club atmosphere hanging outside your your door. Um, our neighbors are actually a little bit more. They're behind us. Uh, their houses behind us, uh, but they're they're raised up, so they can't they can't hear anything really. I mean, sometimes they if they're big parties and they're louder than they are. Yeah, when I think of pear space, I remember the Santa Ana house coos turned into that same sort of space. Mm-hmm. In Long Beach. Yeah, first, I mean, they were in Santa Ana, and then that got shut down, and they went to Long Beach, and I don't believe that's around anymore. No, I don't think so. I think they have a lot of problems with their neighbors. Uh, I think it might be because they were, in a, they were at the bottom of an apartment building, and all the noise traveled upstairs uh, through the walls, through the with empty shafts. Um, and also the art and the music were very, very much divided. I think they had, all the music was run by people in their 20s or younger volunteers and the people who ran the art were much older and had a different idea for the space. Um, than the younger people. Um, I, I think a lot of it had to do with, with um, people who were run running the space didn't agree with how it should be run. Well, I think it's great that you can have music and art work coexisting and working well in your space. And I congratulate you on your continuing management of Pear Space, the nonprofit All Ages art space in Los Angeles serving local and touring artists and musicians. That's P-E-H-R space dot O-R-G and this has been Pauline Lay. Thank you for your time this morning. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, really, thanks for listening. Yes, and have a great day and weekend and what's coming up for Pear Space this weekend? Uh, this is when we have a show with Starving Daughters. Um, let me look up the calendar. I can't. I don't have that memorized. But, uh, let's see. Starving Daughters, Barrows, Night Control are playing on Friday. And on Saturday, it's Heroes and Heroines, Be Mary Wells, and Malcolm Sosa from La Mocker are playing solo. Exciting. So everyone, check it out. Yeah. And, and a birthday on Sunday. 
Earth Day. Earth Day. Yeah. Also, um, on Monday night, there's, um, oops, okay. uh, Baby Birds Don't Drink Milk, Vehicle Blues, and Cameron Green's Fun, The Fox Song. I think uh, a few of those bands are on tour. So, it'd be nice to see people around support some touring bands because it's hard to be on tour. Yeah, go support your local venue and check out the touring artists that are coming in from out of town. And um, thank you for your time today. No problem. And have a good rest of your Thursday. You too. Goodbye. Bye. That again was Pauline Lay talking about her nonprofit space she manages Pear Space. Thank you for sharing how you run that very community-oriented space. And stay tuned for more great public affairs programming as the show for the next hour is entitled Nonprofits for Us. The University of California, Irvine, provides the community with Orange County's only